for people who are listening to this and who listen to your podcast, they maybe would um, just like take a minute to recognise how the weather has affected them, even though it seems like such a mundane thing. But it really does, because sometimes we feel low or a bit down or unfocused um, and simply because there's less light um, in the air we haven't been outside as much Mm -hmm. as we would have in the summer and stuff like that or just generally because when it's not ideal weather like when it's raining and windy it just makes everything a little bit more difficult. Hello and welcome to Create Shift. My name's Ellen Carr. As well as being the host of this podcast I'm a writer, a yoga teacher, and a holistic living mentor. This podcast is here to support, encourage, and inspire you to live your most purposeful and holistic life. The conversations had, questions asked, and thoughts presented are here to awaken that whispering of your soul, your own questions about the life you want to lead, and to give you the confidence that you can create the shift you want to make in your life. I believe that the way to true health and happiness, individually and collectively, is to live a truly holistic life. A life that is driven by a purpose that feels true and right to us and that helps us to feel connected to ourselves and each other and the world around us and that leaves us feeling fulfilled and content. I release a new season of the show in line with the change in the seasons in nature. So normally you'll find a new season coming out around the solstice or equinox time. Each season has a couple of solo episodes, as well as interviews with lots of interesting and thought-provoking guests. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope that you enjoy listening to Create Shift. If you do enjoy the show, I would love it if you would be happy to leave a rating or a review, or both. You can do that on iTunes if you listen via the Apple Podcasts app. It's super easy. Otherwise, you can go onto iTunes, search Create Shift, and leave the review on there. I'd love to carry on the conversation with you. You can find me online at being-change.com. And you can find me on Instagram at being underscore change. Today's episode of the podcast is a special new feature for at least the next few seasons of the podcast. Um, It is with the lovely Emma Newlin, who is a returning guest. Emma first appeared on the podcast in season one, and I'll link to that episode in the show notes if you're interested in having a listen to that before or after this one. So Emma's going to be coming on every season to chat about holistic health and well-being for the current season that we're in. So right now we're kind of late winter moving into spring. So we chat about that. We chat about Ayurveda. We chat about all sorts of stuff actually makes its way into this. It's a nice um, little feature. Um, It's basically just Emma and I having a chat about holistic health practices and we sort of see where we go, but always with bearing in mind the current season. So we chat about light in this one, the effect of light on our health, um, the uh, ways in which we can pay attention to our hunger and what that might be telling us, um, aside from the fact that we might be actually hungry for physical food, but what else could it be telling us? Um, And we talk about the importance of shaking, and I'll I'll leave it there. Um, Have a listen, enjoy, and hopefully you'll find a few little simple, uh, really practical things that you can start doing in your life now to help you feel more aligned and balanced in this current season as always let me know what you think of the show and I will speak to you again soon welcome back to the podcast Emma you're my my first ever returning guest it's exciting thank you thank you it's an honor thanks um so uh yeah you're going to be returning 
you're a frequent visitor to the podcast um for the next few seasons at least hopefully um just to kind of chat about stuff <laughs> like no chat about kind of ayurveda and holistic health and mm-hmm. kind of seasonal living and stuff um yeah so how are you how are you doing today how's how's the weather <laughs> yes good well we were just obviously we were chatting before before you press play um and just how uh, acknowledging or being aware of and chatting at how the weather it sounds so British but <laughs> about how the weather has been affecting both of us and um for people who are listening to this and who listen to your podcast they maybe would um just like take a minute to recognize how the weather has affected them even though it seems like such a mundane thing but it really does because sometimes we feel low or a bit down or unfocused um and simply because there's less light um in the air we haven't been outside as much mm-hmm. as we would have in the summer and stuff like that or just generally because when it's not ideal weather like when it's raining and windy it just makes everything a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. um and so yeah and so well that's how i've been feeling a bit recently because i spend a lot of my time cycling from class to class if i'm not writing or being with someone so being out in the weather kind of really do feel um how it affects me um a lot especially if when it's windy and rainy and you're trying to cycle and, yeah. and you have to bring a change of clothes everywhere <laughs> but, but yeah but on on a sense of holistic well-being it's some of the most simple things you might have be working with someone and they'll say oh I feel low or I feel down and they can't quite that put their finger on why apart from all the millions of other reasons it could be to lifestyle and diet and things like that um a lot of the time it's just because of the weather and yeah it seems sometimes like you're just giving an excuse and just like, oh it's just the weather but a lot of the time it is mm-hmm. um especially if the weather is causing you to spend more time inside um and therefore hardly getting any natural light at all so that's number one if someone's feeling down is just to spend more time outside and know that the weather and seasons change for a reason they can't all be the same all the time <laughs> yeah well but apart from people listening who i don't know maybe you live in la and you're listening but i was thinking about this the other day even in places like where the seasons perhaps aren't as pronounced the weather does vary day to day and it's like once you start tuning into it you can really notice like oh today it's a little bit windier so mm, you know yeah. um but I think people notice don't they like everybody seems to notice like in this country uh, when it starts changing to like more spring-like weather um, and the, the mornings are lighter and we get that sunlight and the longer evenings and stuff, people definitely notice that that impact yeah. on their well-being. Yeah. Mm, definitely. Uh, it's just in that simple little fact that it's, it's, well, of course, it's natural. It's easier to get up in the morning and go and do your stuff when it's light outside rather than trying to, what feels so unnatural, and which it is, to get up when it's still dark and go out to work um yeah which again it is why so many um us are affected by um seasonal affective disorder and things like that and so much of it is to do with having a really weird relationship with with light mm. um which i'm sure you talked about on here a lot before um not that much actually i just made a note that i will i'm going to put a link um in the show notes to your um have you got that on your blog your website or on light have you got that? Or did you put uh, yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's in my blog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put a link um, so, to that. so I, well, I'll just say a little bit. About yeah, go on. Yeah, 
Well, as it becomes more spring-like, obviously we'll start to notice more change in the light levels. Um, so like everyone says, oh, the clock's going forward or back or whatever they do. Forward. Um, spring spring forward, fall back. That's how I remember oh, it. That's, that's yeah. good. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget. Um, yeah, so it's just noticing that, that as the light incrementally gets a little bit more and more and more, um, it's not just our moods change because we think, oh, it's nice and I can go outside and do this and that. Is that our hormone levels and our physiology literally starts to change. So one of the most effective and simple and free ways you can start to feel better naturally is to slightly alter your relationship with light. So what happens for most of us is we'll get up in the morning um, inside, of course, and we have whatever we have like tea or coffee or water whatever you want to have and still indoors get in a car drive to work which is still indoors uh, do that sort of thing maybe pop out for lunch and come home go indoors again and then spend the rest of the evening indoors so apart from the fact that we're indoors the light that we're experiencing so in the morning the light levels in the air are really, really bright and they have a frequency, not a frequency, sorry, a light wave, which is a blue sort of strand in it, I guess. And when that blue light hits our eyes, it uh, literally tells our body to start waking up. So specific hormones are released, which help to kind of prepare digestion for the day. Our energy levels start to increase because it's daytime. And it tells um, us to stop stopping um, producing melatonin, doesn't it? The sleep. Yes, the exactly. Yeah. So most people probably know still, of. Yeah. yeah. So melatonin still kind of hanging around your bloodstream about half an hour, an hour after you've woken up. And it's um, if you go outside and kind of have that natural sunlight hitting your eyes and also being absorbed into your skin, it starts to kind of let that decrease in your body. So if you think like getting up early and going to the gym in the morning, if your body's still got melatonin in it, you're not really prepared to start moving, especially if you're doing like a really dynamic thing in the morning, mm. if, you're ha- if you haven't seen natural light. So just a little point there. Mm. Um, and then indoors, if we're spending a lot of time indoors, the light bulbs are like 100 to a million times less bright than that outdoor light. So we're not getting that energy from the sunlight even on not sunny days it's still brighter outside and in the evenings when we come home and it's dark outside we turn all the lights on <laughs> <laughs> um, and those light bulbs they have that blue light wave mm. in them which again prevents melatonin from being released into the body um yeah, well they've so, got the blue the blue in them but not the beneficial blue light wave that we get from the sun just in case anybody's listening and thinking oh i just turn the the lights on instead of going outside oh, yeah. and get so, it yeah, yeah. It's, it's a different isn't it yeah yeah so either way having well i mean we evolved as human beings to either go to bed shortly after the sunset or when it was um had just set or to sit around a fire for a couple of hours mm. before, after the sunset and a fire has red light waves in it which are fine for helping us get to sleep um and if you think how quickly has the world developed and grown around us in the last few hundred years our bodies so have not evolved to catch up with that so yeah yeah in so, so many ways <laughs> yeah. oh yeah <laughs> not just light <laughs> yeah um so yeah so, so especially as it's become more springtime now um and the morning's getting a bit lighter want something we can all do just to feel better and align more with nature and the seasons is to just 
get outside. It doesn't have to be like an hour-long walk in the morning. I know a lot of people don't have time for that. It can be standing outside, having your morning tea or coffee or water outside for mm. like five minutes. Um, it could be walking a little bit to work if you can. Yeah, um, so if you take public transport or something, a good a good little hack uh, is to get on a stop later on, on the bus or the train or, or the yeah, tram, whatever. Completely. If you can walk to the next stop, then do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if, if you're thinking, oh, I get the train and I can't get off at Croydon if I'm working in Brighton, yeah, um, <laughs> then um, well, that just popped into my head. Um, then you could just get a slightly earlier train, have a little walk before you go to work. How about that? Yeah, get yourself a coffee on the way. Yeah, you know, do some mindful, you know, little walking meditation. So you start to get everything in. Yeah, it's oh, great. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Um, but yes, yeah, so just back to what you were saying earlier about like you know, you're cycling around to your classes and, and you're uh, feeling these effects of the weather and the weather's not great or whatever. It's still better to go outside and feel the weather, isn't it? Because then we at least know what the weather's like and we know how it's affecting us. You know? Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So it's fine. I'm not complaining <laughs> about cycling. Um, yeah. And for the days that it's lovely, it's 100% worth it. Um so yeah so spending a lot of time indoors of course we even if you're living like a holistic kind of lifestyle but you're still spending a lot of time indoors yeah so say say you try and change your diet or your routine daily to align with the seasons yeah so you Mm. might eat a diet that's with heavier foods um and more warming spices and all that sort of thing in the winter, you might wear more layers of clothing. You might change the sort of, if you do self-massage, you might use a heavier, warmer oil in the winter. Mm-hmm. That's to protect you from the winter outside. Um, <laughs> if you spend all your time indoors, you don't need to do that because you're not, you're, not you're not exposed to winter. Mm. So the same way, if we want to start to really live in alignment with the seasons, um, then it, being outside and having our bodies have to adapt to the seasons is one of the most important things we get so much stronger in our immune system and in our minds as well if we have to sometimes battle the elements so i know it sounds silly but like even just going out if it's like really stormy and windy and rainy and you plan to go for a walk or run then sometimes still going for that walk or that run is going to be way better for you than not going yeah it will help to really kind of it was what we've naturally done. We've walked in the rain and storms yeah. and everything for thousands of years. Yeah, I've been trying to do that more recently. Like, I recorded a podcast in a storm the other day. <laughs> I didn't know it was a storm, to be honest. <laughs> There's been storm after storm at the moment. I was like, oh, I've got to um, record a solo podcast episode. And I was like, but I really want to go out for a walk. I try and go out for a walk every day. And I, um, and I was thinking of my schedule and I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And normally the podcast is sat inside. So I um, I clipped on these little microphones onto my jacket and I was like, very Mm. exciting. I was like, I'm wearing a wire. And I went out and it was raining and it started hailing and the wind was blowing. (laughs) And it's good. I did a podcast episode out on my walk. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. It sounds okay. There's one little bit where the the wind picks up near the end and it's it's a bit uh, touch and go. But it's fine. It's good. I I think I'm going to do that more. And I I think part of the reason I, well, like I said, I did that because... I needed to fit this into my schedule and I talked about this in the podcast episode about like the concept that Katie Bowman shares of stacking your life which mm. is it's a little bit like multitasking and I don't like multitasking but I think it's different because it's like doing a uh it's getting like different 
she calls it like nutrients that we need in our life sort of at the same time so it's like Mm -hmm. uh you might be getting your movement nutrients while like if you go out for a walk with a friend um you're getting your friend time so you're getting like your nutrient of like friends and community or whatever you know and like just putting these Mm -hmm. things together Mm -hmm. because otherwise how on earth are we going to go outside more (laughs) yeah it's yeah we don't have much reason to go outside anymore unless it's purposeful yeah um yeah, and just, I mean, a lot of the reason that's why a lot of our, don't like saying people time, but a lot, a lot of people's moods are better in spring and summer. We spend more time outside, um, and that sunlight yeah. that we get from the sun, it gives us energy. So mm. sometimes we'll feel, if you've been spending a lot of time indoors, you might start to feel like you're overeating or just feeling hungry for not really much reason. Mm. Because we're yep. not, literally not getting fed, we're not getting that energy from the sun. It sounds silly, but it's um, it's completely true. Yeah, we can feel hungry for a lot of reasons, can't we? Um, that we're lacking something, some, mm, we actually yeah. need something else, but we'll feel hungry. And actually, that hunger is not always a physical hunger for food. And that's quite yeah. an interesting thing to to pay attention to in mm, life in general, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So so obviously, of course, so much hunger is is emotional um eating and if we are especially if you're craving like certain uh, tastes so um this might lead us nice into kind of adding a little bit of ayurvedic stuff yeah. into the seasonal bits yeah let's do it so um so, yeah so for if you're craving certain tastes so say we're craving like a sweet taste you can think about how that would link up to an emotion so if you're craving sweet foods what kind of sweet in nature um experiences have you been missing out on so so much time you might crave chocolate if you um are feeling upset about something um or sugary things if you're feeling a little bit um ungrounded so you want something to kind of calm and nurture and um comfort you so when we talk about ayurveda they there are um you've done a podcast on the different doshas so Mm. i'll just talk about kappa doshas Mm -hmm. as well yeah so Kappa, uh, K-A-P-H-A, um, is the dosha that governs the sea, uh, spring season. So the elements that make up the Kappa dosha, and the, the word dosha, you don't have to think about it too much. It just basically means a, a type or a quality. So the two elements that make up the Kappa dosha are earth and water. And those elements, when you mix them together, you can kind of think of something that's like a cool squelchy mud mud you make mud um and what's kind of what's on the ground now because of all the weather a lot of mud yeah it's a very kind of kappa time so, so when we much move, yeah when we move out of winter so winter's like a combination of vata which is air and ether and dryness and movement and spring is earth water kind of heaviness um stability so as we move out of winter more towards spring, we can start to feel those kind of kappa uh, qualities more in the air. So I'd say the primary qualities of kappa, and there's lots of different ways to describe it, but it could be um, coolness, wetness, heaviness, stability, um, a physical sense. So kappa is the thing that kind of holds our bodies together. It's the synovial fluid. It's the muscle and fat tissue and emotionally if someone is more like a kappa type person like an earth and water type person they're more literally that kind of earthy person they tend to be more grounded and calm um 
they tend to be more kind of stable and strong in their bodies. Um, but on that water side as well, they can be quite emotional. So you're talking about cravings and things like that. So Kappa types are more the type of people who want to keep people happy. Mm. So they're the kind of people who always say sorry about stuff when they don't need to. And, and um, they can be quite um, uh, emotional in the sense of they can cry quite easily at things because they, they have a soft nature about them. So they're very kind of loving sort of people and they're all about bringing people together. So, but when that gets too much, when we've got too much kind of kappa energy in us, that togetherness becomes too much. So it becomes um, a sense of accumulating things. So that's why sometimes if you have like a kappa imbalance, there's too much of that water and earth energy in you. It can manifest as accumulating um, weight or water retention, accumulating things. So if you're hoarding lots and lots of material things, that's like a kappa thing. Um accumulation in the form of attachment as well so being really attached to someone and being jealous if anyone else speaks to them um attachment to memories um and also hoarding in sense of comfort eating mm-hmm. so yeah especially in now now is probably like a really prevalent time for this because the weather's a bit weird <laughs> it's not that sunny yet <laughs> spring is like it's quite a weird time as well because it's nature's new year like january yeah. the first it's not really nothing to nature yeah. nothing <laughs> oh, it's still right in the middle of winter and we're all trying to like be thin and do new things and stuff yeah no. i did a podcast episode about that because i was like this is an alternative to new year if you want to be more in line with nature yeah, yeah, yeah chill yeah. out chill out in january <laughs> mm. yeah so if mm. there was any time to to make a new year's resolution it would be kind of at the beginning of spring because that is when nature is waking up that's when everything's growing and flourishing um and that's when we probably might feel more like doing that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting, um, uh, just circling back to like kind of noticing how the weather affects us and things. And that's like a practice that I have quite a lot now, which is really helpful, actually, because it helps you to kind of uh, not be your feelings, you know, because you can mm. say, oh, I can see why this is why this is happening. It's not me. It's just that there's maybe more crapper in the air or something. And, and today, yeah, has been it's been hailing here and then it's been just gray and then it's been raining and it's been hailing and like the ground is just like sodden <laughs> and so it was quite copper time and um uh today I've been definitely feeling like uh I need to be doing all this work for other people like there's I, like wanting to give more to other people to the extent that I'm like taking away from myself which is something that mm. people can can do because they've got that kind of caring thing for other people haven't they so it's um it's yeah. quite interesting just to notice like what the struggles are that you're facing in your life or what's coming up or what's being challenging or what you're worrying about. Like um, yesterday I was saying to you before we recorded that I had a really Vata day because I'm quite Vata anyway and it was really windy yesterday and I was all over the place. I was trying to do everything mm-hmm. on my to-do list at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what the, the brilliant thing about learning. You can learn about Chinese medicine or... Tibetan medicine on Ayurveda as well it gives us another lens another language to to think about life with so it doesn't mean that we don't have to to feel our feelings I mean you can really go into how you feel and just like experience if you're feeling angry then feel angry no sense repressing it just let it out um if you're feeling low then let that happen it has to as I said before emotions are energy in motion they have to move they can't be repressed I wasn't make us ill but um so that, but recognize like you did yesterday with that vata ness is that, okay, I'm not just going to get 
kind of sucked into this whirlwind of vastness and let it overwhelm me, as can it so easily happen, I can observe for myself why I might be feeling like this. Um, the weather makes sense why I'd be feeling like this. And because I've got a lot going on, that's all contributing to feelings of vata. In the same way, if you start to notice in spring that you've got like a, you feel like a bit low, a little bit heavy, um, a little bit um, like specific um, typical symptoms of having an accumulation of kappa are that wanting to please people and having difficulty saying no um, or physically having like a, like a white kind of coating on your tongue when you wake up in the morning. Mm. So that's like undigested food and things that just got a bit backed up and clogged up. Uh, clogged pores as well. So anything that's kind of clogged and not letting go is like a kappa sort of thing. So all we need to do to kind of remedy that or find balance again is find the opposite. So if the qualities of kappa are heaviness, coolness, dampness, how can we find more lightness, um, hotness and um, dryness? So in terms of foods, that would just be by adding more dry, hot spices like ginger, cinnamon, um, some cayenne as well, depending on how you are in your balance as well. Um, and then heat in terms of passion. So what do you actually love and what kind of brings you joy and how can you do more of that? Um, passion as well in terms of um, sometimes having that courage to say no. So especially if you're having that sort of instance where you're always saying yes at the detriment to your old self, which is such a, a kappa thing as well, is actually having that fire in you to say well, I have no time for me anymore and it's actually, it's not worth whatever I'm getting out of this. So having that passion to say no. Um, and then finding some sense of motivation. So it's very easy for a, a kappa imbalance to manifest as feeling like not motivated or lethargic or just feeling like you don't want to move. So finding some sort of movement that helps you to feel uplifted and light and alive. Just in anything. It could be like in the morning, it could, if this could be a little um, a stack thing, <laughs> you could, um, if you go out in the morning, in the spring, um, just absorbing that light through your eyes and through your skin and just even doing like a little bit of uh, bouncing up and down just yeah. like outside in the morning to get the lymph flowing through your body to get circulation moving and just to literally wake your body up. And it just will release endorphins so quickly. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Put a song on, have a little dance outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. these things that we, we kind of think, oh, I'd like to have time to do that, but we never do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, when, so we, and if you're looking to have a more kind of natural seasonal kind of diet thing, that will be naturally supportive for um, kind of remedying any kappa imbalances. So helping the body not get that sense of feeling really heavy and tired and clogged um, by having things that are more bitter uh, in taste. So um, nature's providing us as soon as spring comes, things like rhubarb, uh, dandelion root, um, greens, things like sorrel as well. All things like that, things are natural. Sorrel? Sorrel, yeah. I don't think I've ever eaten sorrel. <laughs> it's really easy to grow. Like, you can grow it just like in your garden as well. It's really easy. It's like mm. a kind of lift things. It's like a bitter, sour sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Hmm. 
there's, mm. there's new recipe for you. Give it a try, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so anything that uplift, uplifts the senses. Um, and that's, yeah. that's kind of stuff that helps the body naturally kind of cleanse um, and sort mm. of detoxify in a way, isn't it? Um, yeah, so so many of the herbs growing in springtime as well literally help to what's um, Ibe described as scraping amma from the systems. Yeah. Lovely. Scraping uh, ammo. <laughs> so it's literally, uh, if you've got like a build of toxins or just feeling heavy, yeah, so I would so describe it as ammo. Yeah, so it's yeah. like gooey, yucky <laughs> stuff in your body. Um, and we can have certain things that help scrape that. So drinking from like a copper cup, as is sometimes advised, that can help to scrape ammo from the systems. Um, having a certain bitter and sour and astringent herbs, um, things like cleavers grow a lot in um, spring, and they you, you can find them near ponds, as I think. Um, I'm, like, <laughs> don't don't go rummage around near no, a pond. Don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't trust me. Just look it up. <laughs> um, and they, they look like little um, toilet brushes. Which is, oh yeah. Uh, and if you look at the doctrine of signatures, things are supposed to do what they yeah, look like. Yeah. So and it, that kind of implies it kind of scrubs out your body. You can make it like a nice tea with it. It's nice. Mm. A nice um, toilet brush tea. Yeah, toilet brush tea. I think there's a recipe for it on my blog somewhere. Um, but yeah, don't trust me. Obviously, know someone who knows about foraging and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yes. Do not forage uh, based off of this podcast because we're not foragers. That's <laughs> my disclaimer. Yeah. Um. Good. Um, yeah, and things like that. So it doesn't have to be complicated. Just yeah. Just looking to nature is, is simple. Yeah, and uh, as I've been working with the theme of detoxing in my yoga classes this month, um, which I always say, uh, like a little disclaimer after I'm like, that seems detoxing, and then I'm always like, not in the gross, disgusting way, but it's, you know, it's often marketed as like, you need to detox because your body's disgusting or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, springtime is kind of that natural time to sort of do that, and um, we've been looking at it in, in kind of the non-sort of... Um, foodie ways as well so thinking of like can you detox your negative thinking and and Mm. thought patterns and stuff which could help with the kappa if you're sort of like feeling a bit low or something can you change your thought patterns around and have more of a positive mantra or something um and also that i the spring clean you know Mm -hmm. a lot of people like to do a big spring clean in the spring yeah i think it just and that's great get rid of yeah it makes you feel like more clear in your mind i think when you've got a clear environment around you just really helpful get rid of that unwanted stuff like that's been hanging around and that can make you feel physically lighter as well yeah um, completely yeah all those old christmas presents you haven't even yeah, touched yet yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so especially with that regards to, to detoxing is uh well we get it in january everyone wants to do the the january detox yeah not a good time um, of year to do it <laughs> yeah and then so in spring yes it's a very naturally supportive um a time to detox we're generally mm. a little bit stronger in spring as well um and having that sense of what actually in your life or in yourself um what would benefit most from from having a detox so there's so much uh, focus on on physically detoxing in our in our culture so our kind of media and our culture they love uh, thin more vata pitta type looking mm. people and we don't really give a lot of love to more kappa type people who have more more meat on their bones, who are of a bigger build, um, who actually enjoy that kind of 
um, homeliness and foodie type of things. So it can be really difficult sometimes to, if you feel in yourself that I actually just want to look after myself, not worry so much about what I look like, not worry so much about like, have I eaten one too many pieces of bread today? is realizing what would benefit most from detoxing my mind or my body mm. because so many of us it's the mind yeah exactly yeah yeah definitely so mm. food for thought <laughs> indeed um anything else you want to share today anything else you want to chat about Are you good <laughs> um well other things you could do just as little like tips i guess with spring like routine things so as well as kind of really being with the light outside the mornings it's oh as well good for digestion so if you want to strengthen digestion during spring because it can look, get a little bit yeah. weak during spring is instead of having cold water throughout the day just make it warm mm. so just sipping warm water um and body brushing as well so if you've got like a, a bristle brush kind of having that uh, doing that in the morning or the evening, whenever you got time to do it, um, from fantastic for lymph, as well as just to kind of wake up the body systems, um, and tapping as well. So mm. just all the time, just using your hands to literally tap on your body. Um, so not only will that kind of help with lymph as well, with blood circulation, um, but you'll be tapping on neurolymphatic points as well, um, which just have a really good psychological effect on the body. So just quite similar to EFT. So if you're kind of holding on to a lot of tension, just tapping the body can really help to release it. Shaking as well. So, yeah. Yeah, that is one of the best things for releasing stress, releasing tension, anxiety, and for waking the body up is just to literally shake. Yeah, well, the animals do it all the time, don't they? Mm, yeah, yeah, so if, if, a, if a zebra or whatever... <laughs> you picked a zebra, I was going to say well, dog, there's sure. There's, there's a book called um, <laughs> Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. And oh, it's about okay. stress and anxiety and stuff. That's what goes ahead. Right. Um, so yeah, so say an animal of prey um, gets away from, from its predator, um, it will shake naturally to get rid of that muscle tension, that build-up oh, of lactic right. acid, that fear. It will just naturally start to shake. Like if you see a little deer that has... Um, just had been like really scared because nearly been eaten or something it would just be shaking and shuddering um and sometimes little kids do it as well so if a little kid has just had like a shock it will start to shake uncontrollably and it's not a bad thing you don't have to stop it it's getting that trauma out of the child's body yeah it's a way to process like move the trauma through isn't it because it, mm, it, it happens i think we think it's bad um but i fell down the stairs one time last year and um I was like totally fine because we get up and we like sort of have adrenaline don't we in our systems and something Mm. like that happens so I was like I got up and I was fine and then like 15 minutes later I started shaking um Mm. yeah yeah and that's that's what it is is your body kind of releasing the trauma and so much of the time when we stop natural patterns of releasing emotions releasing trauma when we repress them and we stop them from getting out that's when they cause trouble Mm. it's the same with emotions because like strong emotions can make a shake can't they like um anger i i Mm. sometimes if i'm really angry i might start like feel like shaking um or if we're crying like a lot there's kind of like a shaking that goes with that um Mm, completely yeah and it's just it's all a a physical response to your emotion it's the bit of your emotion you can see yeah and i guess that's why we try and repress it because it's a very animalistic part of us isn't it and Mm. most of our culture has tried to distance us from the fact that we are animals and part of nature um so when we and when we see that especially in this country like if we see somebody 
like so distressed that they're shaking mm. and crying and like we, we sort of move away because we're British and we're like, oh, that's a bit uh, yeah. too Also, much. we might, if we're feeling that ourselves, we might try and hide it because yeah. having a strong emotion is, is, is uh, in our, well, in society, it's like a sign of weakness. Yeah. Like if you're scared, if you're angry, then you're not on top of everything and, and successful and, and you're not okay. Mm. You know how everyone says they're okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm okay. It's fine. Yeah. I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> Shaking. Shaking inside. Um, <laughs> yeah so, and yeah so other things we can do just to get more in line with just it's so simple um to be okay but we put so many blocks in front of us to stop us from doing it and yet we say we're okay all the time but we're not <laughs> yeah yeah totally true um yeah so yeah. it's just rather than adding more things to our routines and oh, i've got to do this got to do that just really stripping it back to your most primal natural self is going to really just help to start letting things naturally get back into balance because mm. they naturally do start to realign themselves once we get the blocks out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Get outside, boy. Do some shaking. Yeah. Let your emotions out. Uh-huh. Whilst outside. <laughs> yes. Um, have those toilet brush tea. Eat dandelions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you'll be good. Yeah. Have, have a good time yeah great <laughs> um <laughs> all right i think we'll leave it there then um yeah yeah uh obviously i normally ask my same question at the end of every podcast episode but i've already asked you that uh, i can't remember it so you can ask well, you again. Don't, i'll ask you again you can do a, a unplanned answer so okay so it's in your ideal vision of the future what changes mm-hmm. do you want to see or would you like to see people having made towards living their most purposeful and holistic lives? And then the second part is uh, what small changes can people make now if they want to start moving in that direction? Okay. So in terms of... I've kind of already forgotten the first one you said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, changes about uh, for the future? yeah to live their most purposeful and holistic lives what what changes would you like to see people having made um stop worrying so much about what other people think of you Mm. because they're not thinking of you they're thinking about themselves (laughs) in all honesty yep um so yeah so just i'll just say that one yeah yeah good if we all did that it would solve a lot um the second one what can they do right now if they want to start stop caring about what other people think of them what can they do oh okay um just reflect, maybe ask yourself, what am I repressing? What am I stopping myself doing? Mm. Because I'm scared of what people will think. And it could be anything. It's probably the first thing that comes into your head. It could be I'm stopping myself from um, from going to that dance class I really want to go to because I'm scared what people think of it. Um, it could be I'm scared of wearing that green jumper, something stupid like that. <laughs> it, could, it could be something like I'm scared of um, eating certain things. It could be I'm scared of, of of maybe not exercising so much. If you are like a really exercising sort of person, mm. if you feel exhausted, just be yourself and relax. Mm. Um, and the other way around, if you feel like you want to go out and do something different, you're scared of what people think just do it yeah good so there's my pearls of wisdom yes excellent um all right why don't you let people know where they can find you online if they want to come in and chat to you 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you want to come and chat to me? Maybe I'll come chat to you. Then I'm going to be like, I'm going to be more like a zebra. Thanks. Okay. You know, you never know. Oh, oh okay. Oh, words of thanks. That's fine. Yeah, um, they can come and say thanks. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they can go to my website, which is Emma Newlin Yoga at gmail.com. Oh, no, that's, that's, your, that's your email address. <laughs> Send Emma an email. Um, what is it? Oh, it's just Emma Newlin Yoga.com. Yeah. And Newlin is spelt N E W L Y N. Um, and there's lots of bits and bobs, and there's like a blog with recipes and some of the stuff we spoke about today. Um, and there's things about therapies and events coming up and if you just google emma newlin yoga um you'll find lots and lots of articles as well about stuff on well-being um especially for yoga matters so they're like a company who sells yoga mats and all sorts of bits and bobs and i write a lot of blogs for them on Mm -hmm. well-being things so you can have a little look at that yeah and i'll put links to your instagram as well oh Uh, yeah yeah it's all right yeah just cool, em- Emma Newlin Yoga on there. Is it? Yeah, Emma Newlin Yoga everywhere, aren't you? So basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll put all the links, and people can come and chat to you. Although you're not, I don't know, you're not keen on that. You can send her an email. No, it's fine. <laughs> don't talk to her though. <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah. 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 Um, yes. No. Come and chat. Come and chat. Okay. Thanks, Emma. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Create Shift. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I would love to hear what you thought. Um, find me on Instagram at being underscore change. Find me online at being-change.com where you can read blogs, find past episodes of the podcast, find the show notes for this episode. So any links that you wanted will be right there and find out more about what I do. I would really appreciate it if you did enjoy this episode, if you'd be willing to hop over to either the Apple Podcasts app, if you listen to this on an Apple device, or to iTunes, find Create Shift and leave a rating and a review. It's not just to feed my ego, I promise, although that is nice. Um, It's so that other people can find the show, because the more people who review it, the more that iTunes, Apple the powers that be will trust that it is a podcast worth listening to and show it to other people who may be interested so thank you in advance for doing that and until next time 